It's Friday, June 2nd, 2017, and you're listening to Hurricast. And as always, I'm Ben Boatwright. Welcome back. We have two tropical cyclones of note this week in our current activity. As we mentioned last week, Tropical Cyclone 2 in the Indian Ocean had just formed. And at the time, it was predicted to steadily increase to Category 1 hurricane strength and to make landfall in Bangladesh. And as it turns out, it did do almost exactly that. The original track forecast was quite accurate, as was the intensity forecast. Somewhere in between, the forecast had called for it to be slightly weaker due to some uh, moderate wind shear going on. It had displaced the center of convection a little to the east of the center of the storm. But regardless, it did, in fact, strengthen just to hurricane strength uh, with winds of 65 knots just before it made landfall very near Chittagong, Bangladesh. And looking on the satellite loop, there did seem to be a little bit of weakening and uh, disorganization going on around the second day that it was active on the 28th, but it did reorganize and strengthen again by the time it made landfall early in the morning on May 30th, and it quickly weakened thereafter. Advisories were discontinued within several hours of its landfall. The impacts in Bangladesh that have been reported so far, uh, nine are dead, and there was a moderate storm surge of four to five feet. But uh, Bangladesh, again, very low-lying, certainly more susceptible than the average place to even small amounts of storm surge. And so evacuations were ordered for about a million people just, uh, of course, a few days before uh, Mora made landfall. But as of making landfall, only about 300,000 had done so. And in Sri Lanka, there were also some effects felt by the system uh, that worsened some already pretty bad flooding going on there from the monsoon. At least 200 people have lost their lives in those ongoing floods, mudslides, landslides, uh, which were unfortunately only worsened by the development of Mora. And we got our second named storm of the Eastern Pacific season this week. This was Tropical Storm Beatrice. And it began being tracked as an invest a few hundred miles to the south of the state of Oaxaca in Mexico. This was somewhat near Acapulco, that region. Uh, the initial track forecast was actually calling for it to sort of skirt the Mexican coast and then turn back out to sea sort of in a southwesterly direction. Uh, but as it moved, the track forecast was modified to predict a landfall as a originally as only a tropical depression. And then on June 1st, it did in fact strengthen into a tropical storm uh, and was upgraded from tropical depression 2E into the named storm Beatrice. And a tropical storm warning was issued for that area of the South Mexican coast, and it made landfall as a minimal tropical storm uh, intensity of 40 knots on the afternoon of 
Thursday, June 1st, which was just yesterday. Uh, we just had the last advisory issued by the National Hurricane Center today as it quickly dissipates over, as they always say, the mountainous regions of Mexico. Still a threat uh, for some heavy rain, flooding, landslides, etc. as it tracks pretty slowly uh, sort of to the north-northeast across Mexico. No more model runs on this system, so we don't really know if it's has the potential to re-emerge into the Gulf of Mexico and redevelop as an Atlantic storm. Uh, that has happened on a few occasions in the past. The reported impacts of this storm so far, two dead and two missing. So that is our current activity for this week. Uh, there's currently a very disorganized invest being tracked in the South Pacific. But from the satellite imagery right now, it really does not look very organized. So I would not imagine that will be developing into anything significant. But of course, if it does, we will get back to you on that next week. This week also marks the official start of the Atlantic hurricane season. Although we have already had one storm with Arlene that occurred back in April. And so today we will be looking back in Atlantic hurricane history to perhaps one of the most infamous and destructive hurricanes ever to affect the United States. This was Hurricane Camille. For those not familiar, Hurricane Camille struck the Mississippi and Alabama Gulf Coast in August of 1969. It was one of only three Category 5 hurricanes to ever make landfall in the United States, uh, the other two being the Labor Day Hurricane of 1935, which uh, still to this day holds the record as the most intense hurricane to ever hit the United States, as well as Hurricane Andrew in 1992. And Camille made landfall as a Category 5 hurricane, uh, winds of 175 miles an hour, Massive storm surge as well. The one, I guess you could say, good part was that Camille was quite small. So the area of total destruction was somewhat limited in aerial extent. But for those parts of Mississippi, Alabama that were hit directly by Camille, uh, there was almost total destruction. And so one of the most persistent stories surrounding the landfall of Hurricane Camille is the hurricane party that supposedly occurred in an apartment complex in Pass Christian, Mississippi. And the traditional account goes that there were 23 people who remained in the Richelieu apartment complex there. And they had a, a hurricane party, stayed as this Category 5 hurricane was bearing down on them, and all but one of those 23 people died in the storm. But apparently this is very much not the case, despite this legend being perpetuated again and again over the years, including in a made-for-TV movie called Hurricane. One of the residents present that day was a 24-year-old man named Ben Duckworth, and his account has come to light more recently. He has attempted over the years to set the record straight about this uh, sensationalized 
hurricane party that took place. And so here is what uh, he had to say in 2001, and this comes from the website pastchristian.net. He says that he decided to remain at the Richelieu apartment complex uh, that day because he wanted to help an elderly couple who lived there as well, who were not able to evacuate. He and the 22 others moved up to a third floor apartment suite that night, and the storm was predicted to make landfall around 11.30 p.m. And of course, with the storm surge, flooding there had already begun quite some time before that. But uh, soon as the storm began to bear down on them, the uh, uh, structure of the apartment quickly began to fall apart. Uh, the roof was caving in, the walls were cracking, etc. There was extreme flooding going on from the storm surge in the lower levels of the complex. And so those who could tried to climb up onto the roof, where obviously they were completely exposed to these extremely intense winds and rainfall. Um, I'm sure all sorts of debris flying through the air. Uh, he eventually was swept away, but uh, luckily was able to grab onto a tree and stay there for several hours. He was seriously injured, had a huge gash on his leg that was somehow uh, ended up being cauterized by the salt water that was surrounding him. And so he considered himself very lucky to have survived. And in total, eight of those 23 in the Richelieu apartments did not survive. Uh, soon after that, the story began circulating really on national news that uh, not only had all but one person died, which was obviously not true, uh, but also that they had been having a hurricane party. So Ben Duckworth, over the years, tried to correct this story, and eventually this has come to light that the original account was not true. Much of the misunderstanding apparently came from another one of the survivors, Marianne Gerlock. She had claimed to be the only survivor, and that was the story that really got out, uh, due in part to the fact that, understandably, most of these people didn't really want to talk to the media about it. It had been such a traumatizing experience. This person, Marianne Gerlock, uh, who at the time <laughs> was married to her sixth husband, uh, was really sort of a outspoken proponent of the story, apparently demanded that there be Camille anniversary memorials. Obviously, on each of these occasions, she would retell this false story. And as it so happened, in 1982, uh, she murdered her 11th husband, and she actually pled insanity. Her lawyer citing that the trauma of her near-death experience had led her to uh, go insane. Finally, Ben Duckworth and his story have come to be accepted as the truth. If you look right now on the Hurricane Camille Wikipedia page, for example, it does have the correct number that eight people died at the Richelieu Apartments. There was no party. Uh, it was just by various circumstances that those certain people happened to remain in that building and were subsequently hit by the hurricane. So that's just a little tidbit of history from 1969, Hurricane Camille, one of the worst hurricanes in history to affect 
the United States, particularly the Gulf Coast. Make sure to follow this podcast on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Hercast. And you can also subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. And make sure to visit and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Hercast, for all the latest updates on upcoming episodes. And feel free to leave any comments or questions. Join us next week for another episode of Hercast. Until then, I'm Ben Boatwright. <laughs>